Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello, I am Mark and she is Marsha and we are Computer and Technology Radio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for finding us. We do all kinds of cool stuff about technology and the world and everything fun and uh, enjoyable. And thank you for uh, looking for us and tell your friends, please. And Marsha, how are you? Oh my goodness, so much tech this week. Uh, it's, yeah. it's so we have so so much to talk about with the close of CES, but we'll talk about CES in a minute. Um, first of all, something to celebrate, kind of Stephen Hawking's birthday, right? Yeah, 80th birth would have been his 80th birthday. Would have been 80th birthday, which is amazing. We won't go through everything fabulous he did <laughs> and no, how brilliant he was. Amazing, but. It wasn't until the age of, what was it, 17 or so, that he was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And he made it until 76. Yeah, that's uh, that's really wild. I mean, I don't know. Of course, I'm no expert, so what do I know? But, (laughs) or excuse me, he was 20. Uh, I don't know if, uh, how many people lived that long with that disease but i guess you know his genius and his money you know kind of helped make him yeah and if you are interested today's google doodle is devoted to his birthday and you can go check it out yeah it's kind of fun and uh he was uh not not only was he a genius but he was quite a character as well he showed up on a lot of tv shows he did big bang theory uh which you know always talking about scientific stuff with sheldon on that show so yeah quite a guy uh, also, want to just uh, briefly mention that uh, sad in the passing of both Betty White and Sidney Poitier within a few days of each other. Major, incredible people. Sidney Poitier, who was a uh, civil rights activist. Betty White, who just everybody in the world loved her and was a big animal person. And very sad to see both of them two weeks before her her 100th birthday. And I think he was 94. Yeah. You know, out of all the people that I've ever met in... Uh the entertainment world, these two people were specifically the kindest people. Uh, hey, Betty had her side, I'm telling you, because that, <laughs> snark, that snark existed. But kind to human beings, kind to yep. the public, yep. um, they, both of them were great people, and we'll miss them. Yes, definitely incredible. Who um, do we so have we had- that's coming up that's going to replace kind people? I mean, you know what? There's just, you know, the, the the kind of encouraging thing I find is that, you know, people seem to be living into their 90s, close to 100, you know, a lot more than you would have noticed, you know, 20, 25, 30 years ago. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, for all the world's sake, kind of a uh, encouraging sign that we are living longer. And Yeah, but uh, I need, I mean, I want you all to be kind as you get older and you live yeah. until grow. Be and not kinder. Be kinder. Yeah, we have a world of grumpy people, but then again, we can't help it. Because yeah. why? <laughs> Omicron, yeah, why? COVID, and we're yeah. going to talk about that right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's encouraging news, I have to say, out of COVID. You know, Marsha, you were you texted me before the show saying that you have eight friends with COVID. Have eight with COVID friends and I, yeah. that were double vaccinated and boosted. Yeah. I yeah, mean, th- just, this is ridiculous. It It is not going to go away. But then again, you go ahead and then I'll talk about the symptoms. 
Yeah, I mean, the scientific science, scientific science, science <laughs> says that whatever those two words were, uh, say that this is probably, hopefully, going to be the end of COVID because so many people are getting it. You know, the old herd immunity, the vaccinations, and everything that's gone on that we might just be seeing, as they have in South Africa, as they have in now, it appears in London, that they're getting to the peak of this whole thing. And that because so many people have it now, that it's going to just fade itself out. Let's hope that's true. So you, you found symptoms. What are they? Well, well, the sympt- for, before I talk about the symptoms, my opinion is it's not going to go away. And I think we have hysteria. We have widespread public hysteria about this thing, that this new uh, type of COVID, the Omicron, is, quote, a sore throat, some fatigue, and muscle pain. And maybe, you know, you, you just don't feel good. There are mild symptoms, a little fatigue, you'll have a fever, even if you have no booster. Obviously, the only people who are going to get hit hard by it are the ones who have not had a vaccination. Yeah. But, you know, the point is, it isn't that bad. And people, I don't understand the hysteria. If so many people are, you know, have been vaccinated, as we've been told, and uh, for the people I know, right, people are still getting it. It's a little ridiculous. And they're lining up. And in my humble opinion, using up medical people who could be, you know, working somewhere else, doing things, uh, lining up for tests. Yeah. And, what you know, what's even worse, I came across an article about um, the different delivery services, you know, like Seamless and uh, what is what, another one. Another one. Uh, The different delivery services who bring food to your house. Right. As you check out, they offer COVID tests, COVID home tests to go with your food delivery. Right. I mean, this is, but the point is they're marking them up. Uh, One is $24.99. Another one is $79.99. I mean, uh, that's ridiculous. That's for a two-pack of Binax now, $79.99 on a delivery platform. This is ridiculous, folks. Um, if yeah. you feel sick, stay home. Get the cheap tests. They're going to be sending them out free purportedly, but they can be bought. I know we have some in our house, and we helped our friends out. Um, but they signed up, you know, for a lab test. And I know the lab tests are expensive. Not everybody can afford them. So, you know, they have to go to the public places. But the point is, if you feel crappy, just stay home. (laughs) It's just real simple. I mean, they say that this is going to be like the flu. That going forward, you know, we're going to every year and you might get it. You might have to get a booster shot every year. You know, who knows? We still don't know whether that's what we need to have. But and then the new is it what's the it invented a new word? Flu, flu, fluorona, fluorona, fluorona. Right. Fluorona, which is getting the flu and getting Corona at the same time. So So that's both uh, of them. So listen, if you don't feel well, 
Don't waste medical personnel to stand in line to get a stupid test that may or may not be accurate because you're only going to have this for a few days anyway. Just stay home, have somebody deliver Kleenex, Dayquil, Gatorade, <laughs> NyQuil, right, yeah. and maybe some emergency to your house. Yeah, right. And and leave it at that. I mean, it's just to me ridiculous seeing these lines and lines of people. Yeah, as you say, most of the people do not feel ill. My assistant got COVID last week. She was not vaccinated. And so she had a pretty rough week. Uh, she's okay. And her son got it because uh, they live together. And he was miserable. Uh, neither of them were vaccinated. So it would certainly appear that if you're not vaccinated, you are in for much more aggravation and pain than you are if you yeah, are vaccinated. But, but like there you said it, you're in for more aggravation and pain. Right. The virus has morphed to a point where it it isn't quite as deadly as it was. There are no. so yeah. many. And I heard in an interview that when they say so many people died from COVID, they admitted that when people die in a hospital, let's say from something else, right. they are given a COVID test. And yeah. if they had COVID, they say they died from COVID. Yeah, it's very confusing, and and, uh, and I think it's a little bit deceptive to the, to the way they do this. But you know we've what? We've just become hysterical. Oh, by the way, Uber Eats in Australia was charging $50 per test. I mean, it you know, the gouging that has gone on during the pandemic, and I have to say, the, these, you know, Grubhub and Uber Eats and all of these other services, they're pretty outrageous. You know, not only do they jack up the food prices— so, you know, if you normally buy from one of your local restaurants and you buy a hot dog, let's say, and the hot dog costs you eight bucks if you go there, they're marking it up, you know, probably 20%. So now right. you're paying, you know, 10 bucks for it. Then there's the delivery charges. Then there's the tip that you pay for the driver. So your $8 hot dog that you could have just gone up cost you $15. So it's really, and I think people didn't realize that when the services were going on. Costco does the same thing. If you order from Costco, they enormously, Instacart enormously jacks up the prices of everything. Exactly. But, you know, and what we yeah. do is, you know, at our house on weekends, um, you know, we don't go out to restaurants anymore. You know, right. unless it's a patio setting or something yep. like that. But like we ordered from Brent's, a famous deli here in Northridge, yep. California. And we ordered a bunch of food. But following my theory, we call the restaurant direct. They right. have the package waiting for you when you get there and you just pick it up. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of restaurants, well, as I say, a lot of restaurants will even bring it to your car if you want. So, right. you know, you exactly. pay them ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly. kind of nice. So, yeah, so, so you just, know, just call the restaurant, do everything direct. You know, if they don't don't have it at your Walgreens, have the test, wait until they do. Um, there's no need for all this hysteria. It's just like our whole society's gone hysterical. But speaking of hysterical, what about all the spam that you found out about? Uh, well, there's more, you know, you, a lot of people are getting more spam texts now. You know, I have interestingly enough noticed that in the last month or so, my volume of spam phone calls, you know, uh, I'm still getting, oh, at least 
four four times a week the phone call that my extended warranty is due on my car. But for the most part, they seem to have slowed down for some reason. Uh, 2021 global spam report from True Caller, a caller ID and spam blocking app, revealed worrying trends in this area. They call it a cat and mouse game. Uh, government has taken aggressive steps to, you know, to use countermeasures, but they still are there. You're still getting them. And I don't really think there's any way of stopping it. They found 60 million Americans reported having lost money to phone scams in 2021. That's up 56 million in 2020 and 43 million from a year prior. So uh, the average American receives 30 spam calls in an average month. And it's getting ridiculous. Well, what I've been getting is a whole lot more uh, text spam. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That I'm not getting so many. Well, I don't know if I get robocalls because now everything just goes to voicemail and I just ignore right. it. If, right. if someone doesn't leave a voicemail, I'm not interested. So right. I can see the blinky blinky on the phone, but I have all the ringers turned off. So I don't know. And you yeah. came up with something about Google Docs, which you know I have noticed over the years because Google Docs has been a huge way for people to send spam to fish. And they've even had uh, links to pirated copies of my books that carry malicious code. You know, if, if you think you're getting a, a great deal on a free book, watch out what you download. What did you find out? Well, I mean, basically what happens is if you use Google Docs, that generally means that you're downloading something to your computer. And often you are what you're getting is you're getting some kind of either spam or some kind of malware that comes onto your computer just by using Google Docs. So it's very difficult. You have to be very careful. Well, it's it. not just by, by using. They're sending malicious links via Google right. Docs. Right. So exactly. you have to click the link again. Never click a link that you're not expecting or you don't know who it's from. Yeah. I mean, we've said this a million times, and it happens every week, so apparently not, not enough people are listening to us to, to, to not do this. Don't Just go, as Marsha was saying, just go directly. If you get a link that says it's Microsoft, okay, go to Microsoft directly. Go to Microsoft.com. Don't right. go to Microsoft through a link. Because and especially through Google Docs, which a lot of us use to, you know, to download and, and to click on things. Don't do that because there's really no reason to do it. Sure. Maybe it's one extra step that instead of clicking on the easy link, uh, now I have to go to my browser and type in Microsoft.com and do that. But um, it was very interesting. And this is continuing. So, again, another warning. Just don't do that. And a little uh, tip, just in case you're using Chrome. If you see a link that wants clicking, right-click on that link, and at the bottom of your browser, you will see the URL that that link actually goes to. Yes, So exactly. there's a great way to protect yourself, too. You know, I do want to throw in a quick, it reminded me, a quick uh, tech tip here, because I didn't actually know this before. I turned on my computer yesterday. I have a Dell laptop, and it's worked great. I've had it for about, probably about six, eight months, and it's a great laptop computer. The screen went, it turned on. I was working for a few seconds, and then the screen went completely black. I couldn't get it turned on. I couldn't do anything. And I have to say that, and I know you've had issues with Dell tech support, but I called Dell tech support. I'm under warranty on this computer. And the tech guy uh, said to me, hold down your power button for 25 seconds. 
I mm-hmm. said, okay, why? And he said, your computer has static electricity in it, and that's why it's not starting. Well, that's a new one on me. I hadn't heard that before. So sure enough, I held down the power button for 20, 25 seconds, released it, and the computer started right up. You so, know, I knew about holding down the power button, but it's interesting to find out that it's because of static electricity, yeah, which is a real yeah. problem during the winter, right, you bet. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if you run into that problem with a blank screen, just hold your power button down, and hopefully that will solve your problem. It certainly solved mine. Uh, okay, so CES, which ended yesterday, a day short. I don't know if it's a day short because there were not enough people. I have a friend. No, it's because who- they canceled the last day. Well, they did. Well, I know, and I don't know why they did that. But in any case, because I have there a was that- nobody there. I mean, the show yeah. went. When we were going, there were 170,000 people, right. and now they have released no numbers, but estimates of people that I know that have been there say maybe 50,000 max. The show yeah, floor, I've, we saw photos of, it, it was, <laughs> it was empty. empty. It was, I mean, the, the truth is, I wish that I had been able to go to a CES where the show floor was empty. Because, well, you know you those know. buses that take you to the hotels? Yeah. They have, yeah. And for those who are listening, they have shuttle buses at the Las right. Vegas Convention Center that will take you back and forth to your hotels. And usually there's like a 20-minute at least wait in a long line for, for a bus to come up, fill up. Then if you're not in that one, you have to wait for the next one. Um, I saw pictures of those buses with one and two people in them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was really bizarre. I have a friend who works in Vegas, and I said, hey, how has it been the last few days? And he st- and I asked about CES. He said he had seen, supposedly, there were 75,000 people there, but I find that hard to believe, at least based on the photos that we've seen. They, You know, because yep. most of the... I mean, it was really interesting. I don't remember which company it was, but I looked at an article where the booth was there. You know, let's say it was LG. I don't know who it was. And you could go to the booth, but all you were doing was seeing electronic presentations of what right. was at the booth. You know, well, who wants to do that? I'd rather sit at my home and see an electronic presentation than go to a big, you know, the floor of the CES so I can see something on a video screen. Well, I got to so, tell you, I... I I tweeted this out as well. I retweeted it from somebody who was there, and I sent it to you, too. The U.S. government had a booth, the Startup Showcase. Okay, which you might expect would be kind of interesting, the whole thing. And they totally brought a strong school presentation (laughs) to CES. They had easels with pictures with tiny text on it. And the person, Heather Delaney, on Twitter said they should have known that if you want an A-plus from the teacher, it should have always been a trifold display board. Remember those from school? I mean, this was just terrible. The U.S. government, with all the money we spend on crap and baloney and nonsense, had such a poor show. The Startup Showcase booth, it was embarrassing. Yeah, it really really strange. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it really is strange, but you know, what are we going to do about it? So, well, let's talk a little bit. You found, uh, you want to talk a little bit about CES and metaverse, which nobody understands metaverse yet. That's the thing. We always thought like the metaverse, or at least I thought that it was like second life. Remember second life, Mark? Yeah, I do. Where you could have your little avatar and you could go into a little world and that was it. Right. That was fun. But, But is it VR chat? Is it like second life? Is it AR more than just gaming or just gaming? I mean, 
you can see music festivals in VR, but is that the metaverse? Um, you know, I think it's a marketing term. It can be anything the marketer wants it to be at this point. So we won't be talking a whole lot about metaverse here on, on uh, Computer and Technology Radio until it actually is a thing. <laughs> and how weird, now just think of it, that Mark uh, Zuckerberg renamed the company Meta. Right. When clearly nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> I, I just thought it's a bit much. It's a bit yeah, much. it is a little crazy. So, uh, so there was a lot of that. So, let's talk a little bit about the tech from CES. You know, there there was a number of things, and every year, and I've said this to you for the last couple of years. You know, I walk in there, I go, "Hmm, really? Why are we here again? You know, uh, do I need to look at another set of wireless headphones, or do yeah, I?" Yeah, but need we to, did find know, we did find about a dozen cool things. Yeah, there are. Which, there, yeah, I mean, a dozen out of the entire out of Las 8 Vegas billion. Right. Yeah, out of the 8 billion things that we find here. So I, you know, so every year I've questioned what is the point. Now, I'm undoubtedly planning to go hopefully next time because now it'll be 2 years since we've been to CES. Uh so you know, hopefully come July, I mean January of 2023 that there is actually people at this show. Uh, so that would be interesting, you know. Well, I want to know if we really need another Roomba. I mean, <laughs> I just saw so many new, um, know. you know, mobile vacuum cleaners. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, some stuff came out which I thought was interesting. One of the things yeah, that we're I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I was particularly interested in is I have been using sound bars on my televisions the last couple of years, and uh, I have one a Nakamichi that was great with my LG TV until suddenly it wouldn't talk to each other anymore. And I had to use an optical connection to plug it in, which is not as satisfactory as an HDMI plug. And it kind of pissed me off. So I was looking around, and it wasn't an inexpensive one. But LG has come out with a new one. It will not be cheap. It's probably going to be about $1,700. But it has what they call front-firing speakers that bounces the sound off your room and checks your ceiling. It bounces off the ceiling to make it sound like everything is right next to you. And, you know, TVs per se, no matter how expensive the TV you get, they tend to have crappy built-in speakers. They have the no, I, half of them don't have any speakers. You have yeah, to have a soundbar. And I personally feel that you should buy a soundbar that matches the brand of your TV. Well, I, just, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, having yeah. used the Nakamichi and having it stop working. And when I called the tech people, they said, oh, well, probably what happened was the TV updated its uh, firmware and now the soundbar doesn't update. So, yeah. And that was a, a lovely F you to you because I know you paid a lot for that. Nakamichi. I did. Yeah. It really bothers me that that happened. So, I am going to get, because I have an LG TV, which I love, when this new one comes out, which it was just announced, I'm going to go and get the new soundbar because sound is, let's face it, very essential to watching television. So, uh, that's one. Uh, what else did you see that you thought was interesting? Um, well, I saw a bunch. You know, I, I'll come out with my favorite, which I'm not going to purchase. <laughs> okay. It's from Kohler, you know, the bath, the plumbing people. Yeah, they make great it's stuff. It's called the Perfect Fill. It's a smart drain and bath filler. All you have to do is say the words. Um, I'm going to use the word echo so you know what I'm Echo, right. start my bath. And with that, um, or a couple of taps on the Kohler Connect app on your phone, 
The Perfect Fill will automatically draw your bath to the perfect to your preferred temperature and depth. <laughs> Interesting. And it'll support up to 10 user profiles. I don't want 10 people using my bathtub, first of all. This is well, not a hotel. Right. No, right, <laughs> but, exactly. But the point is, yeah, this is great if you want to spend $2,700. I think you could hire somebody to fill your bath <laughs> for Probably that kind of money. so. But yeah, I, the one I, I thought it was cool. <laughs> no, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, this I think is cool also in the category of spending a lot of money and who knows whether you really need it or not. But a company called Coway came out with a smart care air mattress that has a built-in air purifier, humidifier, aroma dispenser, self-dimming lights to set the mood for what they say is a good night's sleep, but we know what it's really for. Uh, when you hop into bed, it emits a relaxing scent as it slowly eases you into sleep. I uh, think that that smart care air mattress is in case you have a partner who farts a lot. That's oh, that, that could well be. Uh, apparently, it distributes clean air from the four sides of the bed, uh, so you don't wake up, wake up with <laughs> a stuffy nose. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it will detect your body pressure, uh, automatically adjust the firmness as you sleep, and it's only five thousand dollars. So, and the thing know. is, you know, how much is there to break on this thing? Oh, I mean, yeah, well, you I, always I have to admit, that. I use, I have a Sleep Number mattress. And you have them. I think I've had two in my life since I started using them. Uh, they last for longer than a decade. I mean, they're fabulous. And there's nothing to really break on it. Right. This exactly. looks to me like there's a whole lot of stuff that you need to call tech support on. Yeah, well, and that's the problem. And I've, I've often thought about how much of my life do I spend on the right? phone with tech support? Right. I mean, right? it's, it's staggering. It's absolutely staggering. Um, now, if you're into washing and laundry and stuff, LG's got a new FX washer and dryer that apparently uses artificial intelligence, direct what they call direct drive AIDD, to sense the load size, the fabric type, the soil level, and then automatically adds the right amount of detergent. You know, because I'm not a, I'm, I've used, I think, my washing machine three times in my marriage. Uh, you know, usually when I do it, I just dump a bunch of stuff into it and go, okay, I, I guess that's right. Well, apparently the washer sends information to the dryer and recommends the appropriate drying cycle, uh, uses AI to learn your preferences, sells for about $1,600. I, I have no clue mm -hmm. how much Well, you know, the bottom cost. line is right now a new washer does already weigh your clothes to decide how much water to use. Okay. So uh, that's a given. You throw a pod in it. So there's no measuring. <laughs> I, right. I think they're making it, again, a little bit more complex. But I did find something. Those of us who are at home with spring coming up, uh, and, you know, the COVID means we're not traveling as much as we should. And a lot of people right. are looking at the birds in their backyard, right? The birds and the squirrels. Yeah, right. And we saw a skunk the other day. <laughs> Um, but anyway, there's a new thing called the Bird Buddy, and it's a camera-enabled bird feeder, which is actually, you can buy it, unlike most of the things at CES, at mybirdbuddy.com. Um, it's $199, and it's a camera-enabled bird feeder. Would you know, take little videos and pictures of the birdies when they, and they streams yeah, the app cool. on your phone? And it has AI to let you know what kind of bird you're looking at. 
Right, for $199, to me, that's a whole lot of entertainment. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, This one was interesting. Uh, Withings, who has come out with uh, scales, you know, smart scales for years. I use not their brand, but another brand. And and I like it. I don't know how accurate it is, but I like it. But apparently Withings has come out with a uh, body scan scale that has a retractable handle on the scale that you pull up. It'll assess your heart rhythm and detect atrial, uh, atri- atrial, atrial, atrial. Sorry, atrial fibrillation uh, with a six-lead uh, electrocardiograph (EKG). It tracks your sweat. Uh, it assesses your feet to see your small nerve activity. It was developed. <laughs> it was developed by doctors specializing in cardiovascular and uh, neurological metabolic conditions, uh, and it offers health plans, of course, which you attach to your phone. Which I know, Marsha, you love to do because you love to give your medical information out. Right, um, I do. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, any just anyone call Marsha, she'll give all her personal information out to you. you know. <laughs> Not a chance. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, uh, the thing is, they still going over. You know, the year roundup. When I read in the medical journals, because you know, I get notifications when certain articles come up and the whole thing. None of these are accurate. I mean, I've worn an Apple Watch and a couple of others all at once. Slept with them. Get different results from everybody. So, you know, to me, until this is actually, certain things are accurate, maybe your uh, heart rate could be accurate, because that's a simple thing to measure. Yeah. But the rest of this, I mean, they have stuff coming out in the smartwatch field that does your blood pressure. What? And it can tell if if you have diabetes, it'll give you your blood sugar rating. Yeah, sounds great, right? And it's developed by doctors, right? Because the doctors mm-hmm. are making big money from this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you have to consider that uh, until there's FDA approval, not clearance. Clearance means it won't harm you. They have to approve it to actually believe that it does something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the point is, uh, until you see it with your own eyes, and, you know, again, like with COVID, so many messages that are contradictory, just wait until it's approved. It's not, and it's not a toy, because most of this is time-wasting toys, and scare people, and they scare people. Uh, you're going to talk a little bit later about the foldable tablet, but apparently Asus also announced their ZenBook foldable laptop, sort of, I guess, a laptop computer that is kind of funky looking. I don't know if you saw the picture of it, but it's actually, yeah. a, you know, it's a foldable laptop tablet. Uh, it uniquely folds. It's a 17.3 inch OLED screen, which is, you know, the ultimate in screening, ultra portable, 12 and a half inch system. Uh, and it's slimmer than a piece of eight by four, uh, a4 rather, uh, photocopier paper. So that looks kind of interesting. Um, it looks interesting, but I am not going anywhere near that stuff. I don't really care about foldable tablets or yeah, foldable neither computers. Do I. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will be interested in is when the screen is a hologram in front of me. Yeah, that well, that would be cool. Uh, right? And I have a keyboard. Yeah. Then I'm yeah. interested. But don't, don't. This is all BS. We're folding. Yeah. Well, you get carry it in your pocket. It'll probably yeah. weigh a ton. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of new, uh, you know, everybody's trying to get on the Peloton bandwagon and, you know, sell expensive uh, workout equipment and things. Uh, apparently, uh, Ectalon's EX8S is a stationary bite 
bike rather that has uh, a number of different features like a curved screen, LC, LED accent lighting. Not sure why you need accent lighting on your bike, uh, but apparently a 24-inch curved 5K touchscreen. Uh, front and rear speakers sells for about twenty four hundred bucks. Plus, of course, yeah. you have to have the membership. I you saw know. I saw a picture of that one. To me, it looked like a a stationary bike with a screen strapped to it. it just, yeah, just didn't look right. It's it kind of interesting, right? You know. Oh, by uh, the way, so so um, the BMW. Yeah. Did you see yeah, this the video on this? Yeah, on this the is B- pretty cool. So the German automaker BMW showed off. A color-changing paint technology at CES. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Which is amazing. Um, what's really interesting is it relies on e-ink. Okay? Um, so that's the electronic paper technology you're going to use in your Kindle or the right. old Pebble watch. Yep. So the car can change from black to gray to white or back. Mm-hmm. So those are your only colors. But, quote, the surface coating of the BMW iX Flow, featuring e-ink, contains many millions of microcapsules with a diameter equivalent to the thickness of a human hair. Each right. of these microcapsules contains negatively charged white pigments and positively charged black pigments. Depending on the chosen setting, simulation by means of electrical field causes either the white or the black pigments to collect at the surface of the microcapsule giving the car body the desired shade now I mean, don't think we're cool. going to see this out in the real world at all because and you know they're saying yet they have to throw the marketing baloney on it well you know when you have a dark car it gets hotter than a cold, than a light car because a light car reflects more sunlight than a black one. Right. But I right. don't know about you, but as a woman who wears a skirt, you sit on a cold car seat or you sit on a hot car seat, the paint color, it, it's still going to be hot or it's still going to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. What was but that the bottom paint? Line, had, oh, I was going to say, we I did a story a couple of weeks I think it's a great demonstration of, of yeah. the technology that it can be I'm, applied almost anywhere. I mean, a, a month or so ago, we had a story about a new paint that was uh, designed for your home, if I remember correctly, that would replace the need for solar panels that would keep well, the house. Well, we're going to be talking. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, something similar to that before the yeah, end of the exactly. Show, so. So anyway, all right, well, it is now the time of the show where we search the planets, the universe, and today we search Best Buy for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. So, uh, Marsha, I know you have used uh, this. I don't have a Nest thermostat, but you like it, and you've been using it for years now. And uh, today, Best Buy has a really good deal. Uh, You're a big fan of using refurbished stuff. And this is a refurbished Geek Squad certified refurbished, which is good because you have some recourse when you're dealing with Best Buy. If something goes wrong, you can actually go. Uh, the warranty, that's a very good question. And I don't know. Let's see if I can find that. You know, I don't know the answer to that. I'd have to yeah. look that up. But uh, but it's, you know, probably a refurbished. They usually give you at least a three-month warranty and maybe longer than that. I'd have to look it up. I'll try to find that a little bit later. So in any case, uh, this is the uh, Nest Smart Programmable Wi-Fi Thermostat in snow color, how appropriate that must be. Uh, and it will, you know, it automatically senses. I mean, you you, you want to give just uh, five seconds of how this works, Marcia, how the Nest work? Well, the Nest, it's a programmable uh, thermostat. You just put it in. You can set a schedule 
or every quarter it'll run its own tests and set itself. It's yeah, pretty it's- cool. Um, unfortunately, your power company can get in there and uh, make changes if you've signed up for such a thing. And uh, I like it. I'm, I recommend it. It's pretty good. Well, all right, we got a good yeah, we got a good price on this again. Refurbish it normally sells for one twenty nine ninety nine, but you can get one for sixty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. So you got a sixty dollars savings on this thing, and uh, it's a real nice little device. So if you're looking for something fun, that's at Best Buy. Again, it is the Nest Smart programmable Wi Fi thermostat in snow color for sixty nine dollars and ninety nine cents, and that is our buy of the week. Um, so, okay, so you wanted. Yeah, go ahead. I I had to tell you because I I just have a thing. uh, The whole idea of farmers and family farms and all that I think is great. I know people who've dropped out and, you know, worked at a farm or bought a farm. And just the same as people starting vineyards and things like this. It's a great family thing to be done. And we've talked also about right to repair and John Deere putting more and more computer parts into their tractors and such. Well, now, cutting this whole story quick because we're running out of time, uh, they now have an $800,000 tractor. <laughs> you it know, I self- liked it. <laughs> I, I bought one last week. When I saw it, I thought, this was so cool. So I picked now, one up. So it's autonomous. The 8R relies on a neural network algorithm to make a sense of the information streaming into its cameras. Um, they showed it at CES. It can find its way to a field on its own when given root and coordinates, then plow the soil, sow the seeds without instructions, avoiding obstacles as it goes. And the farmer can give the machine new orders using his smartphone app. Now, 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 I don't know how many farmers care so little about their farms unless it's giant corporate conglomerates. Hello. It's, yeah. Yeah. For 800 yeah. grand, you got to be damn yeah. sure it's a big, it's a well, big farming. They, they do have a lease deal. You know, so they can pay oh. it off over oh, the Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Okay. That, that's going to really help family farmers. Um, but I, I've, like I told you, I'd been to a 5G farm. I've, I've seen, that was in, in Geneva. Uh, I saw what it looks like. And the farmers were involved. They were still out there and doing things. Somehow I don't believe that a family farm is going to want to run it off a smartphone app. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, just it a seems thought. odd. Just a thought. Seems odd. So what am I going to do with it now that I have it in my backyard? I don't. I'm not sure what to do now. Yeah. So the whole point is, we have to have to fight for small farmers and family farms yeah. because giant Good corporations people. are going to take over and control the food supply, and that's a discussion for another show. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. All right. Real quick, why don't you talk about these uh, solar shingles that you can nail on your roof? I think this is very interesting because recently I replaced a roof. And I used cool roof shingles, which are very interesting from GAF that reflect sunlight and keep the house cooler than, mm-hmm. you know, out here in California, that's a big issue. But now GAF has come out with a solar shingle that can be nailed right to your roof. Nailed, cool. mind you. You don't need yeah. those experts up on your roof making a mess. Mm-hmm. You can have a beautiful roof, and these shingles will have your solar. Uh, capacity in mind and much cheaper much cheaper it builds solar cells into the standard shingle and all you need to install is a nail gun 
So this is going to save you a whole lot of time. I mean, just the cost of marketing solar energy is huge. This way, eh, there's no cost in marketing. You could just have it done. And people call roofers when they need a roof. They're not calling solar experts. So a solar roof spend as much as $5,000 per customer in marketing expenses. And GAF just works with roofers. And I think it's yeah. brilliant and wonderful. And cool. go GAF. Yeah. There you go. All right. So uh, the Golden Globes are this Sunday, but be- Golden Globes have been very controversial the last number of years by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And because of diversity issues, 87 journalists of the uh, with of the people of this organization, none were black. So they have pulled the show from the air. So this year, you're not going to be able to watch this show on oh, TV. Boo-hoo. Boo. Yeah, <laughs> and, and frankly, I didn't really watch it either because there's always there's also been a controversy about the fact that you can buy your Golden Globe award depending upon you know how how you advertise and what. Well, you let's do. say the truth behind it is this was the foreign. Oh, well, I can't talk about. It. We'll talk about yeah. it another time. There you go. Hey, have uh, a great week, everybody. Yeah, we'll see you next weekend. Don't go away and have a good week. And we're going to tell you a little dirt about the Golden Globes next week, and we're going to give you a lot more tech stuff. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for telling your friends, and thanks for subscribing. Like, subscribe, and love. Goodbye for this week on Computer and Technology Radio. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.